Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to the Dread in the Shed podcast. I am Daddy Cam of the One Love Army, and I am in the shed telling my stories. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining me. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was... uh, I was getting in rather a state, um, smoking weed and getting very paranoid indeed. Okay, well, I loved that episode. I hope you enjoyed it too. Um, But we're moving on. Or are we? Yes, we are moving on. We're around about 1980. But I am going to digress and I'm going to flip back down the timeline. And I'll tell you my reasons now. Okay, so today is the 29th of September 2020. And uh, yesterday was the 28th, so it would have been yesterday. And um, I have a new project in mind because doing these podcasts and taking this stroll down memory lane has kind of motivated me to actually visit the places, the locations of these stories and um, and film a little bit um, so that I'll be able to show people or people will be able to see some of the locations that I speak about. So um, yesterday I took a little stroll up to Penge, Penge High Street and up to Oakfield Road and um, I filmed a little seven minute bit of footage around there and I suppose it relates to some of the earlier episodes like in the beginning and um, I'm going to tell you where you can find that. You can find that on YouTube on Firewood TV and uh, if you check out Firewood TV you'll see some other footage as well in fact you will see um, some footage by The Dread in The Shed which I think is probably a a precursor to these podcasts I'm doing now Um, those those bits of video were shot about a year ago Um, but the idea now is to of course go around and film a few more places um, I do recall after doing an episode about Star Lane suddenly Star Lane was in the news when it was raided by you know, 250 police officers um, so it, it was nice you know because uh, not everyone knows about Star Lane but Star Lane just seemed to burst into the headlines for a little bit there so it's this stroll down memory lane now I'm telling this story for a reason um, because we're going back and um, the first couple of episodes there was in the beginning and then I did an episode called before the beginning Um, so this is all all relative now Um, so yesterday I went up to Penge and I filmed Oakfield Road and Malcolm Infants uh, or um, Harris Academy as it's now known and whilst I was there, and once I'd finished filming, I thought I'd pop round um, to Parish Lane, where my sister Sharon lives, so she's still a, a Pengeite. And um, I thought I'd see if she was in. Uh, she's retired now, even though she, she keeps busy and does a little bit of work, but there you go. Um, <laughs> So I thought I'd pop round and and uh, so I did pop round, knocked on her door, one four four, and um, 
and she was in marvelous so i went in and well one wondrously on her kitchen table was a photocopy of a newspaper article and it was a newspaper article about my sister Sharon the headline was hole in her heart and it was a story written four years after my dad and Sharon had left St Vincent so this was written when Sharon was eight years old and she'd been treated at Great Ormond Street Hospital and um, and this was the St Vincent and the Grenadines cleaner I think just you know giving people an update on her situation anyway I thought that was um, quite remarkable um, as I had mentioned it in a podcast so I took um, photographs of that photocopy and I've got them and at some point I'll try and stick them up on Firewood TV YouTube channel and um, you can have a look at that for yourself anyway I'm digressing because there's a story here so my sister hasn't actually listened to any of the podcasts. She's still um, trying to get her head around, um, you know, getting the app or whatever, getting a platform to listen to it on. So she hasn't heard any of them. and um, But she's heard of them. Uh, for instance, when I mentioned about the dogs, um, uh, Bobby and, uh, and Prince, um, because my uh, younger sister, Gwyneth, <laughs> had spoken about it. Anyway, I'm going to carry on tell the story. So, um, so I showed my sister the footage and I showed her, you know, the Malcolm infants and, um, and was telling her a story, which I don't know if I put it in the podcast, but the story is before, um, it was before I was going to school, I might have mentioned it, uh, me and Dougie, so I was about four, Dougie would have been about three. Um, we asked our mum if we could go around to the school and, and pick up my sister Starlet and so we went round and um, went round to the school it's only a few yards and then round the corner as you can see from the footage on firewood tv um, and so we went round there now whilst we were round there um, Bobby's owners the Bobby the dog Bobby's owners set the dog on us um, it chased me and Dougie around a bit it was uh, Dougie will remember it's very hard to describe the chase <laughs> but um, it, I ended up being caught by the dog and the dog ripping my lovely turquoise shorts which were my favorites and uh, and then getting up and running and as Dougie and I ran back to number 33 Oakfield Road some boys across the road threw a bottle uh, and it smashed in the glass remember a piece of glass hit my leg and uh, we ran inside and um, you know and they shouted that's it wogs <laughs> wogs is what they shouted so um, you know that was just the kind of that's what we lived with and that was the racism that was in the society you know in the early 60s anyway I, I told my sister the story and she then told me a story which um, I think I'll share with you even we're even though we're supposed to be in 1980 um, this one goes back to um, goodness knows when it would have been the end of the 50s anyway so my sister was telling me and uh, she told me about her how when her and dad came to this country they were looking for somewhere to live in South Norwood and um, there was a block of flats or there were some flats and my dad took my sister and they were going to inquire as to whether they could get a 
a room or a flat at this address and they went up to the door now my sister uh, as they went to the door my dad knocked the door my sister noticed the sign and uh, you probably have all heard of these signs but they were real and the sign said no wogs no Irish no single mothers uh, no tinkers I don't even think it said no dogs um, but my sister noticed it anyway and my dad must have seen it as well but um, dad's knocked the door and uh, a very tall um, white English gentleman has opened the door and my dad's inquired about the room and spoken to him and um, and they got the room or they got the room or they got the flat I think it must have just been a room and um, anyway so my sister then went on to tell me another story which I wondered why she was she was telling it but um, on one of these podcasts I will have her in <laughs> to give the full story um, but she brought it back round um, so whatever the other bit of the story was I've um, forgotten but um, she brought it back round because um, she a few however many weeks or days later she said to my dad um, daddy um, you know when we went to get the room and um, and it said um, no wogs no Irish no single mothers or no unmarried mothers that kind of thing uh, and no tinkers yeah and, and he said no wogs and um, my dad said yeah and she said well how come we um, how come we got the room and uh, my dad said to her oh um, they'd never met wogs like us before and uh, I thought that was quality and uh, the essence of my dad really um, but it was lovely so yes yeah, so they'd never met wogs like us before quality line um, <laughs> but there you go that just gives you a little bit of the uh, level of racism and uh, and the fact that we we overcame all that anyway so I'm gonna come back now to um, to 1980 and uh, <laughs> I'll leave you with that one and try and get back now where was I yes um, now there was a story I told and um, and you know I I, I mentioned a certain woman whose name I said rhymed with Molly or Polly well strangely enough I had an incident <laughs> that reminded me of a part of that story um, that I haven't shared with you so I seem to be in the habit of sharing all my you know awkward little um, <laughs> secrets or stories with you but um, but here's one so um, now again it was something more recent which led me to remember this and um, and I'm gonna say I can I can do this now we all know in our within our relationships things can be um, rocky or stormy at times and um, and and my my life is no different so um, I had a bit of a turbulent um, week last week with my fiance Donna and um, and so you know you have a couple of days where you're not talking much etc 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 and I'm keeping my distance and being a bit standoffish and um, I'm thinking yeah that's what she wants she wants her space I'm going to um, you know <laughs> keep my distance anyway I saw her in the kitchen a few days ago and um, 
And I don't know what it was, but uh, she maybe looked a bit tense or, you know, um, yeah, maybe just a bit tense. And uh, and I couldn't help myself, you know, because um, despite, <laughs> despite my moodiness or stubbornness at times, I am overall a very loving person. And uh, so I went and I put my hands on her shoulder and just kind of gave him a little bit of kneading and uh, a bit of a rub. And she melted and um, I felt her really relax. And there was a bit of emotional release, you know, a couple of tears. And I thought typical you know there's me you know thinking that she wants to be left alone and uh, there she is really needing just a bit of comfort and it made me think about how you know <laughs> even at even at the age of 60 I still get it wrong and I must admit I've probably been getting it wrong you know um, as long as I've been in relationships and uh and I'll tell you what I mean by getting it wrong. Um, so, the first girl um, who took my virginity, and then there was this pregnancy scare. Um, that, you know, this, this is from the third Times a Charm episode, for those of you who haven't um, listened to it. Um, now, she's a lovely girl, and, um, and, you know, that was all fine, but, you know, the whole pregnancy scare thing... Um, no, I was going to run away, you know, I couldn't face up to it, and I split up with her. Now, a lot of her friends thought that I was a, um, I think the term is um, bastard, uh, you know, for doing that and being like that and, uh, you know, and not wanting to know, etc. As, as I've said before, it turned out it was a, it was a bogus pregnancy scare anyway, so... Anyway, so um, everyone thought I was a bastard. Now, what happened after that? I I got another girlfriend. And now, this wasn't, again, the girl that I was secretly madly in love with. This was just another girlfriend who I walked around with, held hands with, maybe kissed goodnight, but it didn't go any further than that. Um, and <laughs> I'm telling this story because I... I was thinking, okay, all these girls, they, you know, they, they think I'm a bastard, so I'm going to be like a perfect gentleman with this, with this girl, and, um, and, uh, as I'm saying, I, I kind of learned, uh, learned a few years ago that she passed on, so, um, rest in peace, um, and, um, yeah, so it's just, I was such a, you know, just being a gentleman and just a little kiss and, you know, and, and no naughtiness. Anyway, so um, that relationship came to an abrupt end when I saw her in the long grass behind the Link Youth Club with, uh, with a boy called Perry King. They were snogging. Oh, well, there you go. That's what she really wanted. And, of course, you know, she'd, she'd, she'd come to be with me thinking that I was this um, kind of sexual being <laughs> kind of put it mildly and um, you know now there was me being a perfect gentleman and really what she needed or wanted was uh, some intimacy um, so there you go that, that relationship finished and so yeah got it wrong again um, but no this one this story is I'm going to come back now to um uh, the story of the girl whose name rhymed with Polly or Molly, and um, and I 
I've told you about how um, Clive and myself had had the same idea one night and then he'd come back and I'd gone down there and stayed and etc etc marvellous but the bit I didn't mention and I really ought to mention um, was a couple of nights after um, my tryst with said lady um, or woman I don't know if people like to be called lady anymore but um, we've said um, <laughs> artist <laughs> um, I had a gig with Talkover at the old Queen's Head Stockwell and I must talk about that more in another episode and um, this uh, this woman was there and uh, this uh, lovely woman lovely artistic woman was there um, and uh, and of course I'd slept with her but I thought you know she'd probably slept with quite a few people it was just the thing that she did and I was probably just a, a notch another notch on her bedpost and uh, so you know I'm thinking it's cool you know we had sex and, and that's it so she was at the gig and, and I didn't speak to her all evening I must have barely given her eye contact now I don't think me Julie was there because I think me and me Julie were kind of split up for that week or so so you know there was no reason why I, I couldn't speak to her it was just a matter of me thinking you know it's all cool you know it's done we've done and, and that's it there's nothing more to it anyway <laughs> At the end of the evening, we're packing away our stuff off the stage, and uh, and she came up to me and she said, "What kind of rat are you?" Oh, oh, <laughs> what kind of rat are you? Um, a blundering rat. <laughs> um, a silly rat. Anyway, um, so that was me getting it wrong again. And, um, and not quite knowing whether you know when to uh, when to <laughs> I was going to say come and when to go, but that's maybe not the right um, terms to use talking about such things. Anyway, I think that's about enough. It's just a quick one because um, I had to do this one, but I shall return with another episode, and I shall be talking more about life in 1980, um, Cambry Mansions, and moving into 1981. But for now, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Um, One Love Army, I salute you. All my listeners, I salute you. And from the dread in the shed, it's blessed love to all mankind. Give thanks. <laughs>